I'm going to be speaking to you today from this topic, dedicating the king's house. Dedicating the king's house. I'd like for us to pray right now that God would give us personal revelation of his word. I don't know all of you. I don't know how many of you it could be the first time that you've ever walked in or maybe it's your second, third, fourth time. And I would, and I would uh, say, please, please come back. Hear the pastor of this church. Feel his heart. Uh, understand his vision. And align yourself with what the king wants to do in your life. But right now, in this moment, we can't control the future. We can't control the past. It's gone. We don't know what's going to happen starting tomorrow. But in this moment, every one of us have the opportunity to open up our hearts and minds and let the king speak to us and guide us in our lives. He knows where we are right now. Every one of us, he knows where we are. Can we yield ourselves to him right now? Father, we come. We're thankful for the privilege to be in your house, in this house that we're dedicating today. It's not just about a building. It's also about us as individual buildings and individual houses. Speak to us today. Let it be done in Jesus' name. And can the church say amen? amen? You may be seated. Dedicating the King's House. This is a strong house. It's already proven to be so. This house has stood physical storms, and God forbid that there would be another one, but we have no guarantee because you live in Louisiana. What will happen in the future if this house is, is damaged by another storm? We'll fix it. You'll fix it. You'll bind together, and, and you'll fix it. You know how to do that. But this is not just about storms that come in the physical, we also deal with spiritual storms. We deal with storms in our own life. And we need a house. We, we need the king's house. This is to be a holy place led by people that are striving to be holy. People who are teaching in a manner that's showing others the way of true holiness. Because when we speak about being holy, it's not just about being set apart. And there are other buildings in this area, but today, this building, the addition of this building, is being dedicated. It is being set apart. This is not just another building. We have to understand that when we pull up into this parking lot, we're not pulling up to Dillard's. We're not just going into Home Depot. 
even though Omar may hang out at places like that a lot more than we do. This is not just another building. This, this building has been set apart. It's a holy place. But if we're going to understand holiness, it's not just enough to be set apart because there are a lot of people in the apostolic world that, that gets very hung up on set apart, and that is very important. But if we're going to be holy, it's not just about being set apart. It's dedicated unto. And so we come today, and, and this building, we are setting it apart, but we're not just doing that. We are dedicating it unto some very particular things. Now, with this approach, we understand that this means that, that unholy people are welcome in this house, but unholy principles never will be. We, we acknowledge the fact that unholy people are welcome in this house, but unholy doctrines never will. This is a place that we are setting it apart and we're dedicating it unto. We're dedicating the king's house. And we think about King Jesus and we understand that, that this house today is being dedicated to King Jesus. This, this is the king's house. This is not the pain's house. It's the king's house. This is the house of God. It's not the house of man. They understand that well. They didn't build this, this place. They're not building this place to leave some personal legacy. This is not about personal legacy. This is about the king's legacy. This is about King Jesus. This is not about a man. This, this is not about a human. This is about the king. It's about him. There are house rules. We, we all understand that. But in this house, it's about the sacred. It's not about the secular. It's, it's the sacred that we are, are moving toward. And there are things that, that we just don't do in our own personal house, and there are just things that we won't do in this house. Whenever I go into someone's house, like I went into their house last night, well, of course, I've been there several times, so I know where his chair is, and I know where her chair is. And they wouldn't care if I, he wouldn't have cared if I sat in his chair, and she wouldn't have cared if I sat in hers. But there is no way I'll walk into somebody's house and sit in their chair. I'm not going to do it. I travel all over the place. I am in, I am in many pastors' offices. Many of them said, here, here, sit right here at my desk. I have never walked and sat behind a pastor's desk in his chair. Why not? Because I know that's not my place. There, you just got to know who is, is in what place. And in this house, it's very important to know that the king's seat can never be taken. Not in this house. No, nobody is going to sit in the king's seat in this house. The king is the ruler. The king is the director. The king has the seat of authority in this house. 
That is the king's man. But you can thank God every day of your life that you're following a man that understands that he's the pastor, not the king. And there is a king, and his name is Jesus. And today we dedicate this house. It's the king's house. There's the kingdom. This house is dedicated to the kingdom. The kingdom speaks of of the rule of an eternal sovereign God. This, This God that rules. This king that rules. He rules over all the universe. And this house is about the rule of King Jesus. It's his rule. It's his domain. The thoughts of man are not to dominate, not this house. This is not to be a showcase of what man can do or, or the beliefs of man. This, this house is not to be dominated by religion because we know about the spirit of religion and we know how deadly it can be. Let me just say how I really feel about religion, and that is I believe the spirit of religion is one of the biggest demons that is operating today on this earth. This is not about religion. Well, what religion are you? Well, what religion are you? Can we get past all that junk? Can we get past all that lower-level business? And can we realize this is not about religion? This is about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. Business and politics and sports and And worldly entertainment should not be the predominant topics here. This is a platform. It's an elevated place. It's it's not a stage. This is not about performance. This is the king's house. This is about the kingdom. This is all about the kingdom. We're not walking up here to show what we can do. We practice and we practice and we practice and we sing and we practice and and Pastor Josh prepares and and men like me and women like me that come and minister here, we prepare. But listen, when we come to present what the King has given us, it's not about us. It's not about what we can do. It's not about how we can turn something. It's not about how we can make something happen. It's about the king. It's about taking what what we have prepared as a sacrifice and saying, now it's unto you, king. Does this please you? It's not about pleasing me. It's not about pleasing you. This is the kingdom. And today we come to dedicate the king's house. When we think about this, we understand kingdom entry. And this is a house that is dedicated to kingdom entry. This house is dedicated for your salvation. This this house is to be the gate of heaven. This house is to be a soul-saving station. Salvation is a big deal. Salvation is the deal. This is about salvation. That's that's what it's about. There, There will be people that that will be in heaven that are emotionally unhealthy. And there will be people that were considered emotionally healthy that will be in hell. What's the difference? Salvation. 
We, we want your life. We want your life to do good. We, we want you to have a good life down here. We absolutely do. There's classes that are provided, and we, we want your marriages to be better. We want your parenting to be better. We want your businesses to be better. We want you to have more influence. We want you to have emotional health. We want you to have financial. We want all of that, but, but let's get first things first. You got to be saved. You got to be saved. And everybody's not saved. And, and every way people are saying that people can be saved, I, I don't know what the issue is, but it can't be found, a lot of it, in the Bible. Well, do you think you've got a corner on something? No, I don't think that I have a corner on anything. I'm just reading the Word of God, and I'm doing my best to say, if it's in the Word of God connected to salvation, I've got to do it. I've, I've got to do it. I'm not satisfied to be around the kingdom. I'm not satisfied to be in the womb of the church, but never born. I'm not satisfied to be near. I'm not satisfied to be connected to a church. This is not about membership. This is about kingdom entry. This is not about church membership. What member are you a church of? What does it matter? The real question is, have you been born into the kingdom of God? That's the issue. It's the kingdom of God. John 3, 1 and 8. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. He knew a lot about the law. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. He later received greater revelation and understood that he wasn't just a teacher come from God. He was God come to teach. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. But canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. Here it is. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Are you saying that I have to be baptized in, in order to be saved? Well, I am saying you have to be baptized in order to enter the kingdom. Are you saying that I have to have a spirit experience where there is a sound that comes forth? I'm saying that based on Scripture, you have to have that and experience that to enter the kingdom. This is a reason why this house is dedicated to full biblical salvation. If it's connected to salvation in the Word of God, this church embraces it. We start with grace. We, we honor grace. We understand the power of grace. 
We go to faith. We confess Jesus Christ. Why do we do that? Because it's in the Word of God. We repent of our sins. We're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We put people all the way under the water in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, why do you say in the name of Jesus Christ? We say that because that's the way it was done in Scripture. But what about Matthew 28, 19? Baptizing someone in the name of Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of Matthew 20:18 and we need to remember we need to remember that that the the uh, book of Matthew was penned some 60 something years after the day of Pentecost. We have to understand that all of this comes together and that we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You say you make a big deal about that. We have to make a big deal about that. We're, we're not trying to be in anybody's face. I'm not trying to be in anybody's face. I, I have now got to the point to where I have put religion behind me. I have put, I have put grandma and grandpa and everybody else behind me. And I am saying I've got to look into Scripture and I've got to enter the kingdom. I want to be in the kingdom. I'm done with religion. I want to be in the kingdom of God, but I've got to enter it. I've got to connect with the king. I've got to connect with the kingdom, and I've got to enter the kingdom. But when we do, then there is a kingdom life that is absolutely amazing, and this house is dedicated to kingdom life. This is a Kingdom Life Training Center. It is not a Performing Arts Center. This, this is a Kingdom Life Training Center. This is not a Performing Arts Center. We are not coming today to dedicate a Performing Arts Center. This is not about performance. Lives are being wrecked. They don't need a performer. They need a savior. Lives are messed up. Performing is not going to get it. We're not going to have power by performing. But we will have power by connecting with the king, living for the kingdom, entering the kingdom, and living a kingdom life. He said, I'm going to tell you, I know I'm hitting religion hard, but now I'll just go ahead and dive in and say it how I really believe it, and I have been raised as a Pentecostal. This is not about Pentecostal life. This is about kingdom life. It's about kingdom life. 1 Peter 2 and 9, speaking of the kingdom, ye are a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm telling you that a kingdom life, it directs how we talk. It directs how we act. It directs how we react. I have lived long enough now to know that I can be a good Pentecostal and miss the kingdom. I find it in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not every Jesus talking, not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? That sounds Pentecostal. Have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name, name, the name of Jesus? That sounds Pentecostal. Have we not cast out devils? That sounds Pentecostal. And in thy name done many wonderful works. I've seen a lot of Pentecostals do a lot of wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. This speaks to me. It speaks to me. I'm a veteran in this. I'm, I'm uh, an elder now in this. This speaks to me that I can even have some power flowing through me. And the king would look at me one day and say, I never knew you. This is the reason why I'm serious about this kingdom business. I'm very serious about it. And we've got to talk about kingdom life. Because kingdom life is not dictated by the principles of the world. There are many definitions, but they're just not the same. I want to take a few minutes, and I'm hurrying, but I want to take a few minutes and break a little bit of this down. I will say that this house is dedicated to success. This house is dedicated to success. But I promise you, you'll never hear some slimy prosperity doctrine coming over this, this pulpit. Because when we're preaching about success, we're talking about true success. And in the King James Version, you can only find success one time in the Word of God. And that's Joshua 1 and 8. Do you want to be a success? I hope you do. Let's see what it takes. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. This house is about true success, and there is no success without the Word of God. There is no way... Our relationship with the Word of God is what will determine whether or not we are a success. This house is dedicated to be a house of the Word. I have a question. Is the Word in your mouth? Is the Word in your mouth? Whenever someone asks you an opinion, is it the Word that is answering or is it your own thinking? Is the Word in your mouth? Whenever there are issues in our families, are we running to try to find some book that somebody else may, or are we going to the book? Are we going to have a successful marriage? Well, I'll tell you how you're going to have a successful marriage, depending on the level of the word that is in your mouth. Do, are, we, are we meditating on it day and night? We can be a success. Are we actively obeying it? If we're speaking it, if we're meditating on it, if we're obeying it, then we are a success. We've got to get that right in this house. This house is dedicated to success, but it's dedicated to true success. I can tell you right now, it doesn't matter what, what you're wearing today and how much it costs. It doesn't matter what your car costs or if you even had one or not. 
It doesn't matter what your house appraises for, and it doesn't matter how much money in the bank. I'm talking about success right now. It doesn't matter about your 401k when it comes to true success. It doesn't matter how much you have in your savings account when it comes to true success. It doesn't matter what size the carrot is on your finger of your ring. Not, not whenever we're talking about true success. True success is about knowing the Word of God, letting the Word of God speak through us, having the wisdom of the power of God, and being people that are committed to the Word. Has it been a while since you've been in the Word? Then you are not a success even if you have a billion dollars. We're talking about true success. Kingdom life includes prayer. We dedicate this house today to being a house of prayer. In Matthew 21, 13, and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. It's, this is not to be a house with prayer. This is to be a house of prayer. We pray. We teach people how to pray. When it's time to pray, we don't stand around and talk. We pray. We, we turn our attention to him. We understand that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. We understand there will be no prayer, no power. There are some of you that, that you're dealing with people who have been born again and they're just eating up. Uh, tons of your time, and we're getting frustrated treating dead people like they're alive. Are you praying? Are you in the Word of God? Then if you're not, you're dead. So, but, but I received the Holy Ghost back. It doesn't matter. This is not, a, it's, it, it's the new birth. It's not the new retirement. It's the new birth. We're, we are born into it, and then it is every day. Folks, you got to pray. Can you hear me? You've got to pray. For God's sake, make time to pray every day. Get in the Word of God and pray. Don't complicate it. Pray. This has got to be a house of prayer. There's got to be prayer meetings here. Whenever it's time to pray, there's got to be people that, that are into prayer and the power of prayer. This house is dedicated to deliverance. Pastor Josh mentioned the children of Israel, and if, if he could lead them out by cloud to a promised land, he can, believe, he can lead us out of any, any sin and any bondage, any addiction, even, even the addiction of unforgiveness. This is a house of deliverance. We dedicate this house to being a house of refuge. In the Word of God, there were cities of refuge. It was a place that the hunted could run and find mercy. It was a place where justice and judgment could be rightly uh, rendered. It's a place where truth was sought. It was a place where truth was elevated above all humans. Hear me, and I am hurrying, but hear me. This has got to be a house dedicated to truth. I'm not talking just about biblical truth. I'm talking about people that if your lips are moving, you're telling the truth. 
I'm, I'm talking about when there is an issue and maybe two families will get into a problem that when one family comes to the pastor, the, they will say, listen, this is my side of it, but you go talk to the other side. You go find out the truth because somebody in my family could be saying something that's not the truth. I could think that this is true, but it's not true. So I'm telling you, Pastor, what, what I think about this, but you please go and talk to the other side because truth has to be elevated above any human. It doesn't matter what the human's last name is. It doesn't matter how long the human has been a part of the river. It doesn't matter. In this house, it must be a house of truth, and we elevate truth above any human. It does not matter. Are you human? You do not precede truth. You're not above truth. We've got to have that if it's going to be a house of refuge. This house is dedicated as a place of healing. I'm talking about kingdom life. We believe in miracles. We believe in instant miracles. The Bible refers to them as notable miracles. Acts 3 and 4 mentions this, the healing of the lame man. Acts 4, 16, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to, to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. I want to tell you, in this house, we've got to have notable miracles. We have to have notable miracles. We have to have miracles, and when they happen, that cannot be explained by man. We've got to have miracles, and when they happen, that's what we need to be putting on social media. That's what we need to be sharing and, and talking about. Why? Because there is a level that will never happen in this church, in, in the the power that God wants this church to have in this area, it's not going to happen without there being notable miracles. It's, it's a place of healing. It's instant healing. It's process healing. You mentioned in your remarks about a hospital, and this will be a hospital and this needs to be a hospital. And I've heard that mentioned many times about churches being a hospital. But let's take this a little bit deeper. If this is going to be a hospital that heals, then a hospital has to be void of infection. And it can be a place of healing. When, when we consider what it takes for a place to be a place of healing, do we want this to be a place of healing? Do we want this to be a hospital? Then private information has to be shared with the right people who won't share it. Then there has to be x-ray and sonogram and MRIs. And then there's being told what to wear and to eat and when to eat and how much to eat. And then there are painful procedures and poking and prodding. And then at times there's being cut open for something to be removed or repaired. And then there's times for it to be sewn up. And then there's times to be told how long you're going to do what and how much you can lift and how much you can move. And then there's checkups and then there's adjustments and then there's rehab. Are we still on board now? Do we want this to be a hospital? There is healing. It's a house of healing. It's a house of healing. And sometimes it's instant and sometimes it's a process. 
And finally, we dedicate this house as a house of protection and restoration. We dedicate this house as a house of protection and restoration. I was a part of the ministry staff for, for many years in Alexandria, Louisiana. I was out about town and ran into a lady at Dollar General, and we got to talking, and she found out where I was from, and she said, yes. She said, I, I know that church. And I said, you do? Have you been there? She said, well, it's been many years. She said, I lived in that neighborhood, and my father was an abusive alcoholic, and he would get drunk, and he would start beating us. And she said, and I would run out of the house, and I would run to that prayer room because I knew somebody was going to be there. And she said, the woman told me I would beat on that prayer room door no matter what time it was. Somebody would let me in, and I would run and hide under the altar. I would run, and I would hide under the altar. Matthew 12 and 20 says this of the ministry of Jesus, A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. It may be a bruised reed about to break, but he's not going to break it. It, it may be a, a smoking flax that is it's burned up. Now it's just down to just, just a little bit of, of smoke that's coming out. He's not going to quench it. This house is about protection and restoration. This, we're dedicating the king's house today, and it is to be a safe house. A safe house. And I don't know how many of you are willing to give your life to make sure that this house is a house that is dedicated to the king. And it's going to be a house that can be a literal light house. And we won't walk in here just like it's any old place because this is the house of the king where anything is possible. As we stand together right now, I know that the hour is a little later, but I also know that you don't talk about the king without allowing people to have an opportunity to connect with the king. We're going down to the river, down.